Hey guys, it's Mason from Tasting Anarchy. This is a quick mini episode from Jake. He's always got something fun and interesting to say, so take a listen. Wine can be really confusing. When you're starting out, it's hard to tell high quality wine from a bottle of plunk. It can also get really expensive. Boy, have I found that out lately by looking at my bank statements. I did a lot of research to find a better way to buy quality wine without breaking the bank, and that's how I discovered an awesome website called Last Bottle Wines. Last Bottle Wines has fostered personal relationships with wineries across the world and offer one bottle of high-quality wine a day at 30 to 70% off. When the bottle is gone, it's gone. New day, new bottle, new savings. I recently ordered a Spanish Tempranillo. This wine normally retails for $74, and I got it from Last Bottle Wines for only 32 bucks. It's not a wine club, so there's no fees. Shipping is affordable and can even be free. You know Mason and I are always after the best wines at the best price. We want you to enjoy the same deal. That's why we got you this special offer. Some of our listeners have already taken advantage of the deal and are loving the experience. All you need to do is go to lastbottlewines.com slash invite slash tasting anarchy to get $10 off your first purchase while helping your favorite Wine and Liberty podcast. That's lastbottlewines.com slash invite slash tasting anarchy to get $10 off a delicious bottle of wine at 30 to 70% off. Down in Petersburg, everything's fine. All lamb cats is drinking that wine. Drinking that mess is their delight. When he gets around, start singing all night. Drinking wine, spot you to drink wine. Wine, spot you to drink wine. Wine, spot you to drink wine. Pass that bottle to me. Drinking that mess is their delight. When he gets around, start fighting all night. Knock down windows and tear down doors. Drinking half gowns and calling for more. Drinking wine, spot you to drink wine. Hey everybody, the wine in this mini episode was inspired by another wine podcast, Wine for Normal People, and the host of that show, Elizabeth Snyder. Elizabeth Snyder is a sommelier, and she puts on these online wine classes that I think are really great. I've taken two so far. The way her classes work is you sign up with her on her website, which is winefornormalpeople.com, and you pay the fee. It's $45 for two people, I think. And she sends you a list of the wines that they're, that she wants to try and basically some notes on how to prepare for trying these notes. Then the day of the class, she sends you the notes for the class. And the notes are much more detailed of the areas that she wants to cover, some kind of tasting notes on the wines itself. And as the class goes through, it's an online class, I think it's through Zoom meetings, she goes through each of the wines and kind of tells you, like, what should you be looking for in this area? What are some flavors that might be there that you're not noticing? A little bit of the history of the area, all that sort of stuff. I and mean, that's kind of what a sommelier's job is. A sommelier is, their job is to kind of tell you the story of the wine and bring you on that journey. And I think that Elizabeth Snyder does a really, really good job at that. And these classes are a lot of fun. It seems like it's a lot of regulars. If you guys are interested in that kind of thing, go sign up on her class and shoot me an email, tastinganarchy at gmail.com and let me know that you're doing the class and I'll do my best to be in on that class too. So then maybe we can compare notes and chat about it a little bit on Twitter, uh, at Tasting Anarchy on Twitter. So last week's was on South American wine. Now, 
if you guys have been listening for a while, you know that Mason and I are kind of interested in New World wines more so than European, unless we're talking about like European, Eastern Europe, like Georgia or Armenia or, you know, Moldova, somewhere like that. We're, those, that's kind of our inclination is that we want to try things that other people aren't trying. So if somebody's like, oh, try this French wine, we're like, oh yeah, have you ever had a Georgian wine? So that's just kind of how we are. So this class in particular excited me and I wanted to learn a lot more about South America. And in the class, she mostly focused on Argentina and Chile, but she briefly mentioned Peru, Uruguay, and Brazil. Uh, Brazil, I guess, doesn't produce great wine. I, I'm, I'm interested to try it, but uh, Peru and Uruguay, I guess, are, are promising. And I went down to the Total Wine to see what I could get from other places besides Argentina and Chile. And they didn't have any Brazilian wines. They had some Uruguayan wines, but they weren't varietals that I was particularly interested in. They did have the wine that I'm going to review today, and that is a Peruvian wine. It is a blend of Cabernet Sauvignon and Perdite Verdot. I'm going to do my best to pronounce this name. It's Intipalca. Uh, it's Intipalca Valle de Sol Reserva. It's from the Ica Valley and, you know, obviously from Peru. On the back of the bottle, it says that it is 60% Cabernet Sauvignon and 40% Petit Verdot. Its alcohol by volume is 14%, and it's the harvest year of 2015. Now, one thing that I thought was interesting about that is that the front of the bottle doesn't say 2015, but it does say harvest on the back, and I'm not sure if that indicates anything. That's something maybe I'll ask Elizabeth Schneider from Wine for Normal People about, because bottles and labeling, to me, is fascinating. I, I don't know about you guys, but I could... I could go through, like, why did they lay it out this way? Why are they doing the marketing this way for hours? But anyways, on to the way that, that this wine um, this wine tastes. I from, from when I poured it at first, I really didn't like it. It had kind of this bizarre off flavor to me, and it was just really aggressive. But, I, but I've learned that if I leave the wine in the cup for a little while and kind of let it breathe for a while, it improves the flavor, mellows out, and other aromas and tastes start coming out. So the flavors that I get out of this is tobacco, a little chocolate. Um, it is very hot. So like when you when you swallow it, it's got like a heat in the back. It's dry, but not very tannic. And it's uh, lighter bodied. And then the aftertaste, there's like a maybe like a menthol aftertaste. It's, it's interesting. It's a little bit unusual. Uh, but I, I like it. And I, and I think that at $12 a bottle, it's, it's worth the buy, especially if you've never had a Peruvian wine. So, you know, good on them for representing their wine region well. When I was doing some research on Peruvian wine, I learned a couple of interesting things. And I guess the, the first vines in South America were planted in Peru in 1531. So it has a very long wine history, but the country itself, I guess, has been struggling for quite some time. And that has made it difficult for their wine industry to get off the ground internationally. They, they made, they've made wine for a long time and consumed it locally, but for the most part, they just... They, they just weren't able to get into the international market and that's slowly changing now as as evident by the fact that I was able to get this wine. Um, so some other things about it is that they've got uh, 1,400 hectares under vine, which is about 35,000 acres and it's very quickly growing. Most of it is table grapes, which means it makes kind of lower quality wine for domestic consumption. Uh, the two main valleys are on the coast of Peru and it's um, or the not necessarily valleys but the two regions are uh, Pisco and Ica 
I'm going to spell those. P-I-S-C-O is Pisco, and Ica is I-C-A. And that's where, I guess, they do most of their grape growing and winemaking. There are a few other areas, but they're ancillary. They're, they're not, they don't produce very much, and it's going to be very difficult for you to get in the United States. So one of the things that's that's kind of cool when when trying a wine that you've never tried before is like I'll go into Google and I'll just kind of go like uh, you know wine Peru and then click on the Google News or you know go to Decanter Magazine or whatever and do the same thing and I came across kind of a funny article uh, well funny for some people and not funny for others is that the former president uh, of Peru Alejandro Toledo is basically in exile in the United States. So Peru has been trying to extradite him for several years. Uh, I think since it said since 2017. So about two years, they've been trying to extradite him. And he is accused of taking $20 million in bribes while he was president of Peru. And he's, you know, since then he's been residing in San Francisco. And the reason that he's in the news in San Francisco is because he was picked up one night for being drunk in public. And spent the night in jail. He's 72 years old. So they, they left, they put him in jail. And as you guys know, I'm not particularly fond of, of jail and the idea that, you know, just because you're drunk makes, means that you have to spend a night in jail. He's not, if he wasn't causing any harm to anybody, I don't really have a problem. But again, I just thought it was kind of a funny article. And uh, I'll go ahead and link to it in the show notes page. It's just, it's interesting what you find when it comes when you, when you're looking for stuff. So this company though that I of the wine that I'm reviewing which is Inti Palka, Inti Palka. I'm going to go with that. They do actually several types of wine. I noticed that they're all on Total Wine's website and you in the types that I'm kind of interested in, they don't have them at my local Total Wine. They've got a Malbec, they've got a Syrah. The one that I'm trying right now is the uh, Cab Sauv Petit Verdot. They also have a Cab Sauv Syrah, and they have a Malbec Mer- Merlot. So I just it's it's interesting. I would go ahead and give it a try. They're all very inexpensive, all under twenty dollars. Most of them are closer to ten dollars a bottle, and it'll give you, I guess, a good idea of what's coming out of Brazil, and just which is kind of neat. So in other news, one thing I've been working on a lot lately is Childeberg, which is the event that Car Campit from the Friends Against Government and I have been working on for close to a year to try to make it so that all of the Liberty lovers can get together, just kind of chill out at a lake and meet each other, figure out like who else is in Texas. You know, it's a networking event. It's making new friends. It's just having a good time. And I'm really excited about that. At the end of this episode, I'm going to go ahead and play our new commercial for that. I hope that you guys will join us. Uh, Relevant to this show, we're going to three wineries. Mason has volunteered to drive the wine van and not drink at least on one of the days, and we will get somebody else to drive it on the second day if if everybody's interested in still going. I would like it if you are interested in going on the wine van that you email me, tastinganarchy at gmail.com, so that I can get an idea of how many people want to go on the wine tour. Let me tell you what the vineyards are. So the three vineyards that we are looking at visiting are Fall Creek Vineyard, Torna Locks Vineyard and Winery, and Parisos Vineyard and Winery. And all I've taken a look at all of them. Actually, Torna Locks, I'm going to get some wine from them, and I'll probably do some mini episodes to review that. That's uh, they're sending me. Um, 
they're sending me Tempranillo, uh, which is, you know, Mason, one of Mason's and my favorite varietal types. And so we're going to go around to those. It's going to be really fun. And I hope to see you guys there. So that's all I've got for today. So enjoy the commercial at the end. Let me know what you think. You can reach out to me at Tasting Anarchy on Twitter, or you can email me tastinganarchy at gmail.com. Um, we all, I'm also running the Childeberg Twitter, which is at Childeberg. So go ahead and follow me there and get all of the news about that. I hope, again, I hope to see everybody at Childeberg this year. If you can't make it this year, we're going to try to do it again in 2020. And that's all for today. So until the next episode, stay free. Once a year, the world's power brokers meet in secret at a heavily secured facility and discuss the fate of regular people like you. This meeting is known as the Bilderberg. But you don't have to worry about that because you're going to Childeberg. Childeberg is the premier gathering of free folk in Texas, held at the beautiful Black Rock Park on the banks of refreshing Buchanan Lake in Iano County. Childeberg 2019, June 8th and 9th. Chill in the lake. Make new friends with liberty lovers like you. Enjoy camping in the great outdoors. Hop in the wine van and visit the local wineries. Participate in podcasting magic and much, much more. Email us at tastinganarchy at gmail.com or reach out to us at Childeberg on Twitter for additional details. Childeberg 2019, June 8th and 9th. I'll see you there.